Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Silly Point. So today is going to be a quick midweek episode where we'll just discuss all the latest uh, happenings in the world of cricket. So we'll quickly chat about the recently concluded England and Ireland ODI series, and particularly the last game which Ireland won. Uh, and also we'll be reacting to an interesting um, exercise that Crick Info did. They put together a greatest Test 11 of Pakistan since 1990. So Gaurav and I will be giving our reaction and views to that. Um, we'll also be discussing Shweb Akhtar and his recent comments on Sachin. And lastly, just the latest developments on the IPL. I think there have been a few things that have moved around to accommodate for the IPL. Uh, or should I say they've just moved and then the IPL has just happened to be there. Uh, so I have Gaurav here with me. Uh, so, so let's start off with England and Ireland. Yeah. Uh, G, what are your thoughts, particularly on the last game? I think Ireland, they came, they showed flashes of, of brilliance in the first two games. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, the last game, you know, they finally came together. Yeah. Uh, and also was, England's bowling. <laughs> England's bowling, yeah. I was, I was glad to see Ireland play that well in the third ODI. I think they've got a nice young team. They're, apparently, they're, uh, the average age of that ODI team is is 26, which is quite low. Um, a, lo- a lot of the players that actually performed well in the series, so Curtis Kampfer, um, uh, um, what's his name? Curtis Kampfer, jo- Josh Little, Craig Young, all these guys are, you know, 23, 24 and below. Um, the guy who won it yesterday, Taunton... Harry Tector? Yeah. Tector, the batsman at four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's also, what, 20? Yeah, you know, so all these you've got all these young Irish players coming through. Obviously, Ireland has struggled to replace the golden generation, as as they're calling it. You know, the generation that beat uh, Pakistan in the 2007 World Cup, the generation that beat England in the yeah. in the 2011 World Cup. So they've struggled over the last couple of years to replace that generation. But well, that's because the best players have ended up going to England anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, things are also happening the other way around because apparently you. Um, you know a lot of a lot of these young players. So, for example, Curtis Kampfer, he played uh, for South Africa under 19 yeah. um, up until very recently. And because I guess through his family, he's got an Irish passport, he's now decided to play for he's Ireland. He's South time. African born, playing for Ireland. So I think he is the perfect English player. <laughs> he mixed up all the components for to be an English <laughs> player. <laughs> No, but I don't think that's hap- that's going to happen anymore, especially since Ireland are now a test side. The issue before, you know, when Morgan and Ed Joyce and Boyd Duncan and all those guys came over to England, the issue for those guys was that, you know, they couldn't play test cricket with Ireland, but now they can. So, you know, I think, you know, I think um, Ireland are pretty safe from that angle of having a drain of players to England. But no, I was I was pretty, pretty heartened to see, uh, you know, that series and the players you know, and the young players coming out from Ireland. Obviously, the you know the last Test match was uh, the captain uh, Balbini and uh, old pro Paul Sterling, who actually yeah. um, you know batted incredibly well. Um, I read a comment on on Crick Info. I think some reader over there said at the halfway stage that um, if Paul Sterling scores a hundred, Ireland are winning this. Uh, but if if Paul Sterling gets less than a hundred, then Ireland have lost. So I think that comment was spot on. Um, in terms of England's bowling. I think it was pretty poor. Um, and I think and you have you, to caveat, I mean, this isn't their first 
choice attack, right? I mean, this is you would yeah. probably have Vokes and Archer both. Yeah. In 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 that attack. And Wood. And Wood. And Wood. Yeah. And Wood. So, you know what? Actually, in terms of the bowling, come to think of it, the bowling obviously is a, you know it's a it's a second attack. Um, yeah. But I think the issue with England in that game was that I think they they didn't score enough runs. Yeah, really. In spite of scoring, <laughs> in spite of scoring three hundred and twenty, three twenty-eight, I don't think that was a pass score on that wicket. I yeah. think they could have done with scoring three fifty, and then you know, the ball game for Ireland would have been completely different. Yeah, but after the start they got, I mean, getting to what they were seventy something for four. Yeah. Before Banton and Morgan got together, yeah. so if on that basis you would say three twenty is is a very good score, and then really got at fifty at the end. Yeah, but uh, in hindsight, yeah, you can argue maybe twenty was twenty runs too short. Yeah, I mean because give, given the way the wicket played over the hundred yeah. overs, it seemed to be a relatively flat wicket. You know, not much happening, and I think England maybe at the beginning went went too aggressively because of which yeah. they lost early wickets. Jason Roy had a horrible series. Yeah. Um, so did James Wins. I don't know why they keep going back to Wins. I think they just because. They don't have anyone else. I mean, again, you know, you would have the they likes have, of Root and Butler back and Stokes. Yeah, yeah. In, Obviously, this will be a different England team once yeah. the guys are back. Um, but yeah, I, James Wins, I think his time is up. They do have mm. have enough players coming through England, you know, to give opportunities to guys like Phil Salt, uh, Sam Hain, Liam Livingstone. Yeah. All these guys are like uh, top-notch players. They've scored good runs for their county. Um, but yeah, I Re- think, recall for Alex Hales, maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, Morgan and the team seem to have a problem with his attitude, but I think yeah. it would be a good idea to call him back. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got lots of options. Yeah. So, I think the Vince, Vince and Denley um, experiment should end for England. <laughs> yeah. Last last word from me on this is the disappointment that continues to be Moeen Ali. <laughs> a poor series for him, did nothing yeah. with the bat, nothing with the ball. Yeah. Um, he was also vice captain, uh, and you know he was pretty much captain for all of England's fielding in the last game, which they ended up losing. Yeah. So a poor effort from him throughout. I, I'm not sure what the future you know entails for him. Yeah. I mean, I've like I've said previously, when I picked him as my underrated player, I, I picked him for his test ability, not so much his ODI and T20 ability. I think England England would have better options. You know, someone like Liam Dawson. I think yeah. would fit quite well in the ODIs and T20s over Moeen. But in in tests, I can see his I can see his value. He's an attacking spinner. Um, yeah. And I've also mentioned this before. He uh, he is one of the players who's got the most um, who's got the most fourth innings wickets for England since his debut, more than Anderson and Broad. So I think he he definitely has some value there. But yeah, not in the one day side, definitely. Yeah, not in the one days. So let's move on. A great win for Ireland there, uh, yeah. at least in the last match. England still won the series 2-1, but yeah. a great, great win for Ireland at the end. So move on, moving on to Crick uh, Info and their Pakistan Test Eleven dream team since the 1990s. I mean, overall, it was you know pretty straightforward 11, but I think just to stir up some controversy or some discussion they went with a couple of very left field picks i mean i i'd I'd like to think that they did it for the sake of controversy because i don't want to doubt their analytical skills (laughs) um especially compared to us Um, 
But what do you think about having Shahid Afridi as a test opener? Um, I I did see I did I did see their clip where they where they were discussing what openers to pick. There were a few names that were thrown around: Azhar Ali, um, Amir Sohail, who who obviously you know. Actually, they never they never mentioned Amir Sohail surprisingly. They only mentioned Azhar Ali, Tawfiq Umar, and Mohammad Hafiz. Really, Mohammad Hafiz. Let me say on record that. Afridi for me is a better test opener than Mohammad Afiz, <laughs> um, but I think yeah, Afridi was was really left field. I you know you you could easily go with someone like Amir Sohail, even Azhar Ali. But um, no, I think <laughs> after the last two years, his average of twelve, yeah, and his it. most recent duck in the first innings against England, yeah, as much as I would have liked, and he has decent stats as an average of forty-five as an opener. Yeah. I've lost 42. fate. 42, 42 overall, but as an opener, it's 45. Oh, as an opener. It's he, he has a double 100 in Australia. He has a 205 not out in Australia yes, yes, and a triple 100 as an opener. Okay. So that has really skewed his average. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but despite that, I don't have faith in him now. And I've maybe it's more to do with recent bias yeah. or recent unbiased, whatever you call it. But <laughs> I, I've lost faith in already. So for me, it would be Amir Sohail, although his average is 35 something. Uh, yeah. Afridi technically is a higher average. But if you take India out of Afridi's stats, it's like, you know, under 30 because yeah. he has 300s against India. Yeah. Whereas Amir Sohail, he has an average of 50 in England and an average of 40 uh, against Australia. Okay. So he has done well against the, you know, the, the, the tougher oppositions. Yeah, I That's agree. I, I, I would have. I would have never thought of picking a Freedy in a, in a greatest Test eleven, especially for yeah. Pakistan. Um, so yeah, I think I think Amir Sohail is certainly the the better option. Yeah, and he played in a much you know difficult era. He had the likes of Donald Pollock, yeah, Ambrose Walsh. Yeah. Um, you know, so there were much difficult uh, bowlers around you know, at the certainly. time when when he was playing. And and I mean, if you if if so, I I heard. What the, the you know the Crick Info guys had to say, they they talked about his bowling ability as well. But if you yeah. want to pick him for his bowling ability, then he, you know he probably needs to compete against the likes of Sakleen Mushtaq, yeah. Mushtaq Ahmed, uh, yeah. Saeed Ajmal, Danish Kanaria, those guys. And if, you, and if you need someone to just fill in, I mean, Amar Sohail is, is you know not a bad option to just bowl yeah, for exactly. five overs. So he's a decent left arm spinner. Yeah. So I think Amar Sohail yeah. definitely makes it makes it for for us. Yeah. Uh, for, for me at least. Um, uh, and then the middle order pretty much picks itself. I mean, they spent a lot of time discussing it. I think they just yeah. wanted but there to was no time. Need to. There was yeah, no exactly. Need to I mean, Yunus, Yusuf, Inzi, you can discuss the order of it. Yeah. But it's so obvious. Babar Azam, I think, will be there in two to three years' time. Yeah. Uh, and they were discussing Muhammad Yusuf for a long time. I don't know why. And the only debate actually is, is only number six, right? Yeah, uh, where, but I think they went with the right choice. I think Misbah yeah. at number six is perfect. Yeah, I think well in the nineties, if you actually look at the stats, Salim Malik has a very very good yeah uh, average. I think his average mm-hmm. in in the nineties is close to fifty. Um, but Misbah, I think overall, is is probably a good, a good choice. Although, if, you know, judging by in this batting lineup, you know, on on a good day, he'll be coming in at like three fifty for four, not forty for four. So you can argue maybe you might need someone more aggressive as compared to Mizbah. Razak. 
No, not a test number six. Asad Shafiq, I think they spent a lot of time oh. discussing. I don't rate him as at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't rate him at all. So I mean, they, I, they mentioned things like he's never in form or out of form. I don't think he's never in form, but he's definitely been out of form yeah. uh, recently, especially. So, yeah. so I, I mean, yeah, Miss but but Misbah at six is is a perfectly good yeah. batsman. I mean, you remember his his hundred against Australia. Yeah, he does have the fastest. Players. He does have the. Oh, he did at a time had the fastest test hundred. So maybe when the situation is right, you miss by his. Yeah, is the right choice. Fair. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of quick runs, number seven, they went with Rashid Latif as their best keeper option. Yeah. Um, my only issue with Rashid Latif, and obviously the reason why I also wouldn't have Salim Malik, is more to do with moral issues rather than cricketing skill. <laughs> and it's that one thing that Rashid Latif did against Bangladesh, where he dropped a catch. <laughs> and then just picked up the ball and then appealed for it. <laughs> um, I mean, him and Muin Khan, obviously, you can argue who's the better keeper, who's the better yeah. batsman. The yeah. test stats are very similar in terms of batting. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to go with the best batsman keeper, uh, although he hasn't been, uh, he's, he hasn't covered himself in glory in recent times, I would go with Safraz Ahmed. Uh, I know there is a certain lobby against him, not taking names who. Of people who don't like him for his recent performances, but if you look at his stats overall, he's been Pakistan's best batsman keeper of all time, and yeah. that's a big statement. But that, that is the hard facts. I mean, even the likes of Akmal and both the Akmal Sadnan and Kamran, they've been, you know, they have pretty poor batting averages. Yeah, Rashid and so, Moin weren't good batsmen either. Yeah, I mean, if if I had to pick the best keeper for Pakistan. Ignoring batting talent, I would go with Moeen Khan. Yeah. In my opinion, he was an incredible keeper. Very, very good to the spinners, uh, quick hands. Um, but if I had to think about batting ability, then so this is this is a bit of a futuristic pick. I really like the look of Mohammad Rizwan. Um, I even, yeah. you know, in our in our England Pakistan series preview, I picked him as the key player to watch out for. Yeah. Um, I think in a year or two, like. We said for Babar in a year or two, I think he'll he'll be Pakistan's best keeper batsman, batsman keeper. Yeah, um, but it's I would, it's, to, to I, I would go with Moeen. TBD. I'm, yeah, TBD. <laughs> yeah, I mean Moeen or, or Safraz for me. I think then and maybe Safraz's keeping hasn't been up to the mark. Uh, so yeah, yeah Moeen Khan. Uh, and then the the controversial. I mean the spinner is it's it's a very you know, fine debate between Sakla and Ajmal. Yeah. Again, they debated it for too long. I mean, it's it's literally yeah. those two. Yeah. I think they went with Sakla. They went with Sakla. Um, I would go with Ajmal, uh, and for the reasons we discussed in that India-Pakistan combined eleven. Uh, although I initially picked Sakla, but I think the fact that Ajmal bowled in a much weaker bowling lineup. Yeah. Uh, although he pretty much, you know, was the king of the UAE. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would go. I'd go with him, uh, mm. ignoring uh, any uh, action issues. Yeah, sure. I I think well, the the the, the, con- the most controversial pick for me personally, even yeah. one over a Freedi, was um, picking Mohammad Asif over Shoaib Akhtar. I I completely <laughs> disagree with that. I mean, they were going on about Mohammad Asif being. A different kind of bowler to maybe Vaseem Akram and Vakar Yunus. I mean, he was he was in a similar mold to to Vaseem in that he would pitch the ball up and swing the ball and seam the ball. I yeah. do agree that a lot of cricketers, a lot of batsmen, found it difficult to play him 
right? Yeah. But I think the the fear factor when you had Shoaib Akhtar steaming in was a completely different ball game. It's I, crazy, so yeah. I, I disagree with that. And, and they were comparing Vaseem and uh, they were comparing Vakar and Shoaib. Yeah. But for me, Vakar and Shoaib were two different types of bowlers. Like Vakar was an opening bowler and Shoaib yeah. would bowl first change. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, Asif for all his you know, good stuff again, I, I can't forgive him for what he did yeah. uh, in 2010. But even apart from that, okay, he had great a couple of great series, and you know people like Kevin Peterson, and yeah. you know they've said that he is the toughest bowler they've ever faced. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know you you can't take away from the fact that Shoaib Akhtar, you know, if the if a team is going at you know 350 for three or 350 for four, a good partnership. You wouldn't put your money on Asif to pick a partnership. Okay, if, if the conditions are good, you know, swinging, seeming, even yeah, not, because yeah. we, we bowled pretty well in, in Pakistan as well. Yeah. But you wouldn't rely on Asif to come in and, you know, break through a big partnership. But Akhtar with his pace, reverse swing ability, yeah. you could just, you know, switch a, switch a game uh, in, in an instant. Um, so I think that those would be our changes. And I think that'd be a relatively less... Um, controversial team I, I would say yeah. and if you genuinely think about it I think that you know our, our team would probably make it if you don't want to get into debates and reactions and, and it, is, it is slightly a safer option but yeah, yeah that's uh, that, that's what we think uh, and speaking of Shoaib Akhtar let's move on to the, the latest um, controversy that he has stirred up I don't know what what happened was he Losing views on his YouTube channel, or he was probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, he went on 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 a TV interview in Pakistan, and he mentioned something like he doesn't believe, or when he saw Sachin for the first time, he's like, "Oh, this is just the god of cricket, you know? I want to get him out on the first ball, this and that," and and I did. Um, I mean, to be honest, uh, there's been a lot of overreaction from uh, a lot of people, especially from your friends in India, Gaurav. Um, of, for obvious reasons, anything against Sachin is taken with uh, a lot of uh, offense. Yeah. And while I think, I mean, that's the Shoaib being Shoaib, right? I, he, that kind yeah. of arrogant, you know, he streak is, in him. I mean, if you, if you, if anyone has ever seen his uh, YouTube channels and his YouTube videos, I mean, my God, some of the <laughs> things he says, I, I would yeah. not expect um, them to come out from a cricketer's mouth. Um, the the way he the way he explains his bowling and his mentality, um, I think there'll only be uh, uh, one Shoaib Akhtar ever. You know, yeah. I, I don't think we're ever going to see a player like him. Controversially uh, yours. Or, you know, controversially yours. That's the name of his uh, <laughs> biography, isn't it? Autobiography. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he can say what he wants to say. You know, yeah. Sachin. It's it's undeniable. Unarguable that Sachin is was the was the god of cricket when he played, still is, um, and oh, that's that's just a reaction from from you know the Indians. <laughs> Anytime anyone says anything against Sachin, you know exactly. Like, I mean, Kapil Dev in a recent interview, um, yeah, said said something that was quite um, you know surprising. He was like, Sachin isn't Sachin isn't as ruthless a batsman as you think. Um, yeah. you know, he if he was good at scoring hundreds, but he really didn't know how to convert yeah. those hundreds into double hundreds and triple hundreds like Sevag did. Yeah. So you know uh, he was comparing Sachin to Sevag in that in that manner, especially in Test matches. So 
I'm sure, I think it's I'm a very, sure that got that got couple day a lot of hate. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very very easy topic to to get some uh, you know people say you know negative publicity is still publicity and it's a very easy yeah, topic just yeah. bash Sachin yeah. and you'll get some. Uh, that's press. particularly that's particularly true in Shoaib Akhtar's case. Any yeah. any publicity is good publicity. So um, yeah, so I think that's just Shoaib being Shoaib. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, although I think the reaction from people has been a bit over the top. You know, of course, just, yeah. They should just take it and, you know, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. I guess, I guess the thing with Shoaib is that people love him and hate him in equal measure. The yeah. same, and that, that that's, I'm talking about the same people. His yeah. fans in India, you know, his biggest fans in India would probably be the ones, um, you know, complaining yeah. about what yeah, he's when he's When he's praising the likes of Rohit Sharma and Kohli, you know, he's the yeah. greatest... Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that's just the na- that that's just the nature of of being uh, you know uh, a celebrity. He is a celebrity yeah. in in the current climate. You know where sure. anything that you say on social media or yeah. or out there in the media, you know you will get either praised for it significantly or trolled for it significantly. So yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and then just the last thing uh, to discuss is the IPL. Yeah. So finally, that's been announced. To go from, <laughs> is it the nineteenth of September to the tenth of November? Something like that. I don't yeah, know. Which, which shows that it's going to fifteenth yeah. of September to the nineteenth. So pretty much two months. September. Two months yeah. of IPL. Yeah. No. Um, which is means that IPL, it's going. To be, sorry, go on. No, which means it's going to be the full version because there were rumors about it being like. No, no. no. You know, having just one leg or or you know one one game per per team. No. But it's going to be you know two games against each other, which which is the standard format yeah. in the in the UAE. No crowds um, for now, but I think they're assessing that. Um, but what I'll, what I'd also like to come to G is, has the IPL been scheduled due to some series and the World Cup moving around, or is it the other way around? <laughs> no, I think that the major the major uh, hurdle for the IPL was the T Twenty World Cup. Yeah. Um, once, once the T Twenty World Cup got rescheduled to next year, you know that was that was it was an easy decision for the IPL governing council to decide to play it in that period. In terms of other international series, I think you know the boards probably would have decided to move it around the IPL yeah. rather than the IPL saying, "Look, you know we'll play it in a in a period where there's no international cricket." And yeah. I think the only series that was on at that time would have been Australia West Indies a T20 series, I believe. Yeah. Um, which which obviously we now know has got postponed. But I, if if you think about the IPL, then the Australian and West Indies players have the most amount to lose. You've got you know you've got a lot yeah. of big West Indies players um, playing in the IPL, big Australian players playing in the IPL. So I think yeah, you know that was bound to happen. These the, the boards can't prevent their players from playing in the IPL given the amount of money they get. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and I think in recent times because of of all the issues, you know, lots of series series being cancelled and this and that. Yeah. Maybe you know this is a good way to play for for the players to make some money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and earn a living. Maybe not not so much for the cricket boards, but at least it gives, you know, gives the players some some playing yeah. playing time yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, although there is some questions around certain players not being able to attend, like South Africa, uh, yeah. because of the, because of the block uh, on inter- ban on international travel in yeah. and out of South Africa, so that would be, you know, a development to to look at and see how that goes. I mean, I would imagine that most other players, most of the other international players, should be 
okay to travel. I mean, yeah. the, the way that most boards are working around that is they're, they're offering the NOCs to the players and yeah. then it's up to the players to decide whether they're comfortable traveling and, you know, look at what the rules and regulations are at the IPL itself yeah. and whether they can take family with them and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I guess just on the IPL, I mean, we'll come to that this in, in further detail when we do a preview of it near yeah. the time. You know, questions around... Um, can Kohli finally win his first IPL? Yeah. You know, who we think are, are our favorites, uh, which team has the best balance, MS Dhoni and, and everything that, that comes with him. Is this his last chance or his last hurrah, pretty much? Uh, so there's lo- lots of things to, to, to sort out. Um, I don't know, G, if you have any quick thoughts on, on, on that. No, I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with all the things that you said in terms of, you know, um, what to look forward to. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm excited to watch some IPL on television. Yeah. Um, we don't know whether there's going to be a crowd presence or not. I mean, the UAE board and government has said that they're looking to yeah. fill maybe 30 to 50% of stadiums for these matches. So I think that will be good. It'll be good to have, you know, good to watch a proper match on yeah. television with, with some crowds. Um, and it's entertainment at the end of the day. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, in terms of the logistics, I think it's going to be major, major yeah. logistics to get sorted out. Um, yeah. I was saying, I was saying this before that most, most teams will, most teams, players, management, staff, yeah. family, all of them will be spending about three to three and a half months in the UAE. Yeah. That's a long, long time, you know, to be away from home, to be yeah. in a biosecure bubble, um, because that's that's the route that they'll have to go down is to have a biosecure bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and they're playing it over three cities, yeah. so it's not it's not just it's not like the you know England series against West Indies or Pakistan where it's limited to like one ground and you've yeah. got you know whatever thirty players, yeah. um, but this is much much bigger. So yeah. I I don't know how they're going to manage that. I hope they can manage it. Yeah, um, there are lots of details coming through about you know what the standard operating procedures are going to be in terms of COVID tests, in terms of what happens if someone tests positive, yeah. um, you know what the biosecure bubble looks like, who's allowed to, you know, travel with the players, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. It's going to get very complicated as well, but yeah, I mean, as fans, we can only you know wait and then let the experts sort that out and just wait yeah. for it to start and enjoy exactly. some some entertaining cricket. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our show. Let us know what you think uh, in the comments. What do you think about Akhtar's comments? Uh, what do you think about our Pakistan Dream 11? Uh, and also England, Ireland. Uh, we're England too overconfident. Uh, are Ireland now good enough to make that step up to mix it with the big boys? Yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, and also let us know if you're looking forward to the IPL. Yes, yeah. And And who you think is going to win the IPL? Let us know down in the comments and thanks for watching thank you